Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With the provinces reopening, many Canadians are either already back working or preparing to work. But we also have employment law and regulations changing. Um, But to whose advantage? The Ford government in Ontario just introduced the Infectious Diseases Emergency Leave, uh, which is disingenuous to both employees and employers, argues our guest. Lior Samfiro is employment lawyer and partner at Samfiro to Markin, with offices in Toronto, Vancouver, and Ottawa. And you will find them on Twitter at STLawyers, at STLawyers. It's been a while since I've spoken with Lior. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you, Lior? Thank you, Roy. My pleasure is mine. Good to have you with us. Yeah. Now, so employment law is certainly in Ontario has changed, albeit supposedly temporarily, because of the pandemic and with the Ford government passing the Infectious Diseases Emergency Leave provision. What is this about, and who is affected? Uh, and and as you as you wrote, as, as I saw on your firm's website, uh, it's misleading information, misleading to both employees and employers. And that is correct, Roy. So let, let me start by talking about what it's attempting to do, these new regulations that the Ford government has implemented, and then I'll, I'll tell you why it's misleading in that it doesn't actually have the effect that, that people think that it does. So the, the main idea behind these new regulations is to buy employers time to make decisions with respect to their employees. So as, as we all know, many employees have been put on temporary layoffs, and the clock on these temporary layoffs was about to run out and that employers would have had to make decisions in the coming weeks. Are we terminating employees? Are we bringing them back? And if we are terminating, that may come with an expensive uh, uh, bill that we have to pay for severance and termination pay. So what the regulation does is it says, well, there's no more temporary layoffs right now uh, for a period of time. Instead, if an employee is temporarily laid off, or even if the employee simply has their hours or pay reduced, we're going to artificially say that they're considered to be on a leave of absence, on an infectious disease leave. If you think about it, it sounds a bit absurd. I may be working 95% of my hours or earning 95% of my pay, but the statute, the Employment Standards Act, still now deems me to be on a leave of absence, even though I'm working. The idea being that an employer now does not have to face the clock in terms of making decisions, but it goes beyond that. So not only does it say there's temporarily no such thing as a temporary layoff, uh, it says employers now can reduce pay without this being considered a constructive dismissal. Employers can reduce hours of work, and all if it's some connection to COVID-19. Of course, there's no definition of, as to what is considered to be COVID-19. Hypothetically, an employer could say that uh, my business has been reduced by uh, 3%, therefore I am going to lay someone off or reduce someone's pay by 75%. That would now be permissible in accordance with what these, this regulation has done. So on the face of it, Roy, that's what this regulation does, is it gives employers the, the ability to make changes to the workplace without having, presumably, to face employment laws. Uh, it, may, it makes them exempt from employment laws until six weeks after the state of emergency in Ontario ends. And who knows when that'll be? Well, we do not know. It keeps getting extended. Just yeah. today it was extended till June the 19th. 
uh, and certainly it could get extended the much longer. So you're absolutely right. Right now, there is no official end date to, to this state of emergency. And when it comes to uh, uh, constructive dismissal for layoffs or reduced hours of pay, if the employer does any of these things and declares the actions uh, are being taken because of the pandemic and reduced company uh, revenue, there's no option for constructive dismissal for the employee unless the employee can afford uh, to pursue the uh the employer legally, I, I expect, and there are some very large companies, Lior, whose revenues and profits have been pretty decent throughout all of this. Amazon and courier companies, for example. Well, right here is how this is actually misleading, where it doesn't actually have the effect of, of what maybe the government intended or what people think it may have the effect. So a constructive dismissal is a concept that allows employees to say, by changing the terms of my employment, you've reached the terms of my employment, and I'm treating that as a termination. That is a concept that, for the most part, our courts enforce. And an individual that has been laid off can treat that as a constructive dismissal. An individual that has been had their pay reduced can treat that as a constructive dismissal. What this regulation does is it says that it's not a constructive dismissal anymore, but that only applies to the Ministry of Labor. If you file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, the Ministry of Labor is going to say, sorry, we can't help you. But if you uh, go through the court system, the court system, which is, by the way, the system you would normally go to, even before this regulation, that, that system doesn't get affected by this regulation. So now you have employers thinking, oh, wait a second, I heard on, on TV or on radio what the government said that I'm able to do, so I can reduce pay without consequences. And in fact, that's not the case. That employer may still well face a constructive dismissal claim. So I think it is misleading. And for employees who may not understand that this distinction I've just talked about, they may believe that they may not have recourse where in fact they do. So I do think the concern here, at least for me, is that it is misleading to both employers and employees. And the reality is this regulation only applies to a very, very small subset of employees, those employees who had already given up their court entitlements by way of their employment agreement. So it really doesn't have the teeth that many individuals think that it does. Okay. Leo, but just before we go to the calls, we talked about what the changes in the regulation that's taking place in the province of Ontario. We also broadcast in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and British Columbia. Is anything of particular note that uh, folks in those provinces should know about taking place? Also suspended uh, indefinitely this concept of temporary layoffs, uh, whereas previously temporary layoffs could last for eight weeks. Uh, Saskatchewan has done the same thing. They've uh, suspended uh, the temporary layoffs until two weeks past the, the date when the public emergency no longer exists. Uh, and what Alberta has done is it's extended the period of temporary layoffs for 120 days uh, unless the employee agrees. Otherwise, finally in B.C., they've extended the period of temporary layoffs from 13 to 16 weeks. So BC is the province that, that has made the smallest change, just increasing it from 13 to 16 weeks. Okay, let's take some calls for you, and we'll start with John in Scarborough, Ontario. John, go ahead for Leo Samfiru. What's your question? Hey, gentlemen, thanks for taking my call, Leo. How are you doing today? Thank you. Good. That's a quick question here. Laid off um, due to shortage of work, uh, March 16th, 15th. But on the CERB, um, I've only been at my work for three years. Uh, when they hoping up phase two uh hopefully we'll all get back to work but um 
I was told that uh, because I'm under five years, I don't get severance. But if they don't bring me back after the 16 weeks, I would get termination pay. Is that true, sir? No, that is actually a misconception. It's a very important question. I talk about that often. No, you do get severance. And in fact, the factors are your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So you well could be entitled to four, five, even six months pay. So if you don't come back to work, if your employment is terminated, yes, you absolutely are going to be entitled to severance. Okay, so what should I do? Should I just, uh, like, reach out to him? Uh, well, like, wait, I don't even, like, he says I'm good to go once we come back, but I just don't know what I should do. Well, it's certainly a good idea to, uh, to get a sense from your employer of what they believe the timing to be and their intentions are. Uh, and ultimately, you have to decide how long you're prepared to wait. You do have the right to treat the layoff uh, as a termination of employment now and require the company to pay severance. So find out from your employer, and once you have a better sense of timing, that's when you can make your decision. Okay. Thank you, John. I appreciate the call. Uh, Leor, you also have uh, services for options for our callers, our listeners, actually. They can go to your website for the uh, severance uh, calculator, too, no? Correct. Anyone that wants to find out how much severance you're owed, and probably it's an important question to, to have answers to right now, can go to severancepaycalculator.com. Okay, and you can hear the Employment uh, Law Hour on many of our chorus radio stations with Lior Samfiru. Marie is in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. How are you, Marie? I am doing good. What's your question for Mr. Samfiru? Okay. I got laid off at the beginning of December, and then uh, after all this happened, pretty much everybody got laid off. And I asked for my severance after three months, and they said they didn't have to give it to me because of because of the COVID. And I'm just wondering, like, I'm entitled to it, right? After three months? You are absolutely entitled to it. And, and in fact, even though the government of Manitoba has suspended uh, the timelines for temporary layoffs, that only applies to layoffs that happen after March the 1st. And since you said you've been laid off since December, yes, the law considers you to be terminated and they absolutely have to pay you severance. You're absolutely correct. All right, Marie, thank you very much. In Coquitlam, British Columbia, Kevin calling into the Roy Green Show to speak to Leor Samfiru. Kevin, what's your question, sir? Oh, hi. I've been uh, working for the forest industry for uh, 37 years, and uh, the 23 years of it, it was uh, union, and the, the rest of it is non-union. And uh, I experienced, uh, I made a mistake in my time where I started drinking a little bit, and I lost my job, and then... Uh, I went into construction and then I got my job back and then uh, what happened with this coronavirus thing. I guess I wasn't feeling good and I showed up at work and uh, they felt like maybe I was cuckoo or something and they, they, they fired me. So that on my records of un- uh, uh, papers that they gave me, it says I'm not coming back. So am I eligible for EI? Uh, yes, you are eligible for EI. The only time you wouldn't be is if they can show that you were guilty of some very serious misconduct. Now, were you unionized at the time you were terminated? No, I'm non-union. So unless you did something bad, obviously I don't have all the information, uh, you not only can apply for EI, you could also get uh, severance, and after 37 years, you'd probably be looking at two years' pay. So I would strongly recommend you get some advice where you are with respect to that, but yes, you should be able to get EI as well. All right, Kevin, thank you very much in Coquitlam, British Columbia. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, Lior, and engage your services, how do they best do that? Uh, all the contact information, best way to reach me is through the website employmentlawyer.ca. Employmentlawyer.ca. What's the most common question that you get now? 
Most common question right now is, do I have to get back to work? And, and employers are calling employees back to work. And for reasons that, that you, you understand, I'm sure a lot of employees are hesitant to go back to work. And they want to know, do I have to go back? I may have a medical condition. I may be living with someone who is immune compromised. Do I have to go back to work? And the answer is this. If your employer is doing everything that they're legally required in terms of social distancing, in terms of the safety precautions in the workplace, generally you do have to go back to work. Uh, if you don't, then be, you are going to be considered to have resigned, and that could also disqualify you from many government benefits. Now, the only times you would not have to go back to work is if you have a medical condition and you provide a doctor's note to say that you cannot work, or you have child care obligations. Most provinces do allow parents who now don't have child care for their children to stay home with them. But other than that, you do generally have to go back to work. We have about 60 seconds left. What about employees who fall under federal employment legislation? Has anything changed there? No, federal uh, employment legislation has not changed, but that already gave employers more powers in terms of uh, layoffs. A layoff in most situations can last up to six months for federally regulated employees. Keeping in mind, though, Roy, that those employees still have a choice, same as provincial employees, to, to either accept the layoff, in which case they can be on layoff for months, or to treat that layoff as a termination of employment right now and require their employer to pay severance. Okay, and to, to that extent, it's always great to get good legal advice and, and do it properly. So we would suggest our callers get in touch with you, our listeners get in touch with you at employmentlawyer.ca. Lior Semfiro, always great talking to you, Lior. Thank you very much. Interesting times, uh, very concerning times for lots of people, certainly a time with a lot of questions about employment. Roy, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much. All the best. Lior Samfiru, again, employmentlawyer.ca. The website for the firm is stlawyers.ca. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 